So today's topic is fear. We're talking about fear today. And I'll read some few scriptures. Um, 2 Timothy 1, to 1 and 7, chapter 1, verse 7. You can write this down. Uh, from next week, uh, I would ask um, Pastor Ayo to, um, to display the scriptures. What happens is that um, I don't give her enough time to display it and I'm like going fast. And also what happens is that by the time I finish this um, teaching, uh, and like I finished it yesterday, like maybe one o'clock or one thirty, And um, by the time you kind of give it to her and for her to gather it together, it's already too late. So um, let's, so let's go. Second Timothy 1. Second Timothy 1. Verse 7 in TPT, Passion. I'll read, you know, while you're trying to get it. It says, For God will never give us the spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love, and self-control. Um, let's if you can, yeah, good, wonderful, thank you. And please pull up um, Isaiah 41, verse 10. Message. Isaiah 41, verse 10, message. Even though she's pulling it up, um, I, I think you should also, also um, write it down. Message. Message is up, Mama. So it says, why she's trying to pull it up. It says, okay, now wait. Isaiah 41, verse 10. It says, do not, verse 10 is always being good. It's all the way down. It says, don't panic. I'm with you. There's no, there's no need to fear for I'm your God. I'll give you strength. I'll help you. I'll hold you steady. Keep a firm grip on you. See, this is what the Lord is saying, that fear, <laughs> fear is, is so, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, you see what, what it does to us Christians. I believe in this message is the most important message for this time that we're living in. It's, it is the most important message of our generation. It's an important message that God wants us to hear today. You know, I've, I've talked about fear. This is the second time I've ever talked about fear. You know, the first time was God was speaking to me. And it was like a 15 minute exhortation. But this time is for God to bring this out now I believe this God is, wants us to really pay attention to it. You know, it's pay attention to exactly what he's saying. And you see that sometimes people have, when we talk about fear, some people have extreme fear of heights or being in a tight space. I know my colleague, he has a fear of being in a tight space. 
you know, people have fear of mountains, fear of something. There's, you know, there's some kind of phobia. People have a phobia of, you know, of some, some sort. Sometimes people have a fear of taking risks. You know, I know I used to have a fear of mountains many years ago. You know, if anybody knows New Jersey and you go on Route 280, up north and you go on Route 280, you know, they have all these big mountains. I used to have a fear of the mountains, you know, and what, what would happen is that when I get onto 280, my, I would just feel like petrified, like shaking, you know, and what I used to do before was I used to just pick up the phone and call somebody just to distract me, you know, but I would explain to you, you know, I, I will explain to you as you go, as we go along in this teaching, you know, I was explain to you what, what helped me. And it's something that it helped me, a particular part helped me, but it, this, this teaching, like I said, it's also, it's going to be beneficial to me and also to you. Praise the Lord. So, you know, do, do you know that people are afraid to move forward even when they have divine instruction? Say so God tells them to do something, but they are afraid to go forward. Let's look at Psalm 23, verse 4. I don't know which translation this is. I think it's, um, I didn't put it. Uh, I didn't put it, but let's, no, let's look at it in, uh, I think is um, TPT. Yeah, it says, Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of the deepest darkness, Fear will never conquer me, for you too already have. So, for you already have, it says, you remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. So, even though we have divine assistance, divine instruction we are afraid to move forward we, we become afraid can you imagine god tells you to move forward but fear captures you fear shows up because you know why fear shows up because we don't have an understanding of the future we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and tomorrow because tomorrow is unknown you don't know whether you're going to survive. You don't want to make the choice. Say, for instance, if God tells you, quit your job and during this pandemic, for instance, quit your job and go and start a business. Go and start business A. In your mind, how would I take care of the family? How will I pay the bills? How will I, you know, all these things will go through your mind, which is normal. But what happens is that after you finish going through your mind, the key is what happens? What do you do? What do you do? Do you proceed or do you be stuck in your fear? Be stuck where you are. You know, this happened to me. 
you know, the Lord told me one day, he says, he didn't tell me to quit my job. He says, I want you to, to, I want you to be a real estate investor. You know, this happened many years ago. This is way before, even before I was a pastor. You know, you can imagine how, how, how many years that will be, you know. And I thought about it and I says, but people that own, that have investment, you know, investment, um, really, they are real estate investors. They have a lot of money. But what happened was, so that really crippled me because I was like, I don't have that much. Even though I was a contractor, I was like, I can't do this. And you know what happened? I didn't do it. I didn't do it. So you, you, you look at, you look at, you look at, you look at this aspect of, you know, the, the COVID, this time of COVID, and you see how many people have died. And you see how the news, the news media have amplified this aspect. I'm not saying COVID is not terrible, but they have worsened it for us. And they bring fear. They tell you it's in the air. I'm not saying it's not in the air, but they'll tell you it's in the air. It's, it's the, so people don't go out. I know somebody that, that never went out. They stayed home. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, you know what, if you stay home, it's not, you know, hey, you, 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 it's, it's a good thing to do. But I, my, my, my point is this. As Christians, as, as children of God, we have a power that will help us to overcome fear. So the thing about it, yes, COVID is real. You can see it. But God also is real. You can see him. You might not see him physically, but he's real. Fear has gripped our lives. You know, but God says, what does God say? He says, you do not have what? A spirit of what? Of fear, but of power from the Holy Spirit. Of power. So you have power to conquer the what? The fear. I'm not saying that you should go around without a mask. Let me tell you something. I, I, I told I told somebody I don't know who I told I, I I you know I went to my job I was telling I was telling um somebody I said you know during when COVID hit I got his masks so I said okay I'll take this mask you know before I can buy a mask and I bought this I got this mask we were putting it on I, I was going grocery shopping I was going all this everybody used I was I was ah if you don't have a mask come and take this one I'll give you. Do you know that when the mask finished and I went and bought a blue mask, the blue mask, the triple layered mask, do I, did I even know that there was anything about triple layered until I went on Amazon? And the first day I jumped into the car with that triple layered mask, the white one was sitting right there on the chair. And I looked at the chair and I picked up the mask. And I looked at it, I said, God forbid, this mask was trans completely transparent. And I said to God, I said, thank you, Lord. You really have been saving us. You have saved me. You have really saved me. 
Because that mask, it was like putting cutting wood on your face. Light cutting wood. So I was thinking the mask was protecting me, but there was a force. There was God, the Holy Spirit, the, the angels of God that was protecting me. Praise the Lord. You know, and let me tell you something. Fear, we're not alone. We're not alone. People, there are a lot of people that have fear. You know, Abraham, it happened to Abraham. Let's go to um, Genesis 12. 12 to 14. Genesis 12. I'll read, you know, for the sake of time. It says, when the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. Let's kill him. Then we can, we can have her. So please tell them you are my sister. Then, you, then they will spare my life and treat me well because of their interest in you. And sure enough, Abraham arrived in Egypt. Everyone noticed Sarah's beauty. What, 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 what happened to Abraham? Abraham was fearful. There was famine in the land in that Genesis 12. There was famine in the land. So he goes up, goes to Egypt, thinking, okay, at least this is, this is Egypt. You know, you're, you're, you're a CC, you're, you know, you're pretty, you're, just, just say you're my sister so that we don't get killed. You see what fear does? Fear makes, it brings, it gives you a different imagination. It starts to tell you something that is not there. It's not there. And what happens? We use our mouth, and the Bible says our mouth is creative. We create things with our mouth. We use our mouth to create our environment. And what happened? That's why the Bible says, sure enough, what Abraham said, what Abraham said, came to pass. Exactly what he said happened. See what happened? Abraham spoke things into existence. He had this fear of the unknown. If I go to Egypt, what would they do to you? They might kill you, kill me. Why did he entertain that fear? Because the, 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 the enemy, the devil, put that in his heart. We need to understand that we are the oracle of God. What we say has a big impact. He would say to our children, you will never amount to anything. You wait. You wait. That child will never amount to anything. Praise the Lord. So you look at Job, Job 3.25. It says, Job 3.25. It says, what I always feared has happened to me. What I dreaded has come true. This is what happened to Job. This is exactly what happened to Job. Job was in fear. That's, you know why he was in fear? He says each time his, his children had a party, after the party, he would go and do burnt offerings just to make sure, just, just in case they didn't sin or curse God. Fear is real. It happens to all of us. But the key is that we need to know the source of fear. <laughs> you know, he... You can't say, you know, yeah, there's fear, but you need to know the source of fear. Thank you. While you're at this, could you open John, John 8, 44? 
in uh, I think is new, new living translation. Fear is real, but you need to know where it comes from. When you know where it comes from, what happens? You then understand how to overcome it. You then understand how to overcome it. Look at what it says here. I have a different translation, but I read this one first. It says, "For you are the children of the of your father, the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does." He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character for he is a liar and the father of lies. Look at another translation. You don't have to pull it up, but look at it. TPT says, you are the offspring of your father, the devil. You serve your father very well, passionately, carrying out his desires. Okay, thank you. He, he has been a murderer right from the start. He never stood, he never stood with one, with the one who is the true prince, for he is full of nothing but lies. Lying in his, na his nat uh, native tongue. He says, he is the father of what? Deception and the father of lies. Who is the, who is the, who are we talking about? The master of deception and the father of lies? The devil. His native tongue is lying. So when God tells you, hey, you know, if God says this is the truth, do it, is yes. The devil is telling you no. The devil is telling you. When you have to do something for the Lord, you are about to do something. He will come and tell you a lie. He will steal this lie in your, in your heart. He will tell you all sorts of things. Just like how he told me, ah, you don't have the money. Look at your bank account. You don't have the money. You can't do it. Sometimes he will, he will, he will package it. You know, the devil is a, is a wicked person. He will package it so it can look like the truth, but it's all a lie. And when he packages it that way, he will give you like McDonald's combo. Uh, menu one, menu two, menu three. He's packaging it so it will look so glamorous, but it's all a lie. And when he packages it for you, your heart will start to beat boom, 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 boom. How am I going to do this thing? How can we escape from the lie of the devil? He says, James 4, verse 7, please. Put that James 4 verse 7. You can read it in, uh, I think, I, don't, like, I didn't read this, I didn't put this. Let's try New Living Translation. Oh, passion, Passion is good. No, yeah, no, leave it, New Living, New Living, please. New Living is good. No, James, James 4, sorry, James. Okay, so James 4 says, so, Humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist him. Other translations will say, so then surrender your, to God. 
stand up to the devil and resist him, and he will return and run away from you. So the key is this, is this humble yourself before God. You know, most times we forget about that. When, when we're teaching this, when people are talking about this, they remove the humble yourself before God or submit yourself before God. They remove it. I say, all right, resist the devil. Resist him. I, I could call. Don't resist the devil like that. You can't. You can't do it by yourself. You need a power to help you to resist him. So the key to overcoming any type of fear, I don't, don't care what kind of fear, whether it's phobia of heights, phobia of whatever it is. The key is to submit yourself to who? To God. It's for you to humble yourself before God. The key is how do you now do it? How do you do it? <clears throat> I'll go back to this aspect of being a real estate investor. You know, I ran away from it. <clears throat> I, I ran away completely from it. But you know what? Let me go. Let me, let me go. Let me move forward. I would explain to you in the next one. <clears throat> one second. Let me drink some water. How do you submit yourself to God? That's the question. I'm going to tell you three things. In three things that will help you resist what? Overcome fear. Three things to help you. It's written in this, in this James 1, 4, 1 to, uh, 4, 7 verse, um, sorry, James 4 verse, verse 7. Those three things are written in there. Those three is packaged in a different way, but they're in there. The first one is what? We need to take him at his word. We need to take God at his word. If the God says, you have not given you a spirit of fear, Know that that fear, if he didn't give you the spirit of fear, it means some, somebody, else, somebody else is giving you that fear. So you need to do what? Disregard that person that's giving you that fear and understand that God says, I did not give it to you. If he tells you something, disregard whatever is in front of you and concentrate on what he has told you already. Concentrate on what he has told you alone. You know, fear is a, the acronym of fear. The full acronym of fear is false for the F, E, evidence, A, appearing, R, real. So basically, fear is called false evidence appearing real. So the devil gives you a false evidence. You don't have a you don't have money in your bank account. So how are you gonna do this? False evidence. It might yes, it is. That's why I told you package it, making it look real. You don't have enough money in your bank account. So you can't do it. The thing you see is not real. You might say, oh, but pastor, what are you saying is not real? It's not real. Because I will explain to you why it says it's not real. What? Just give me it some time. What God told you is the real deal. Think about a mirage. You're in the desert. 
your testing. The devil shows you a mirage. Or you see a mirage. And you do what? And what's a mirage? It's an optical illusion of a pool of water. We need, we are Christians. We, we have, the Bible says we are his children. We are spirit beings. We have a soul, but we live in this body. So we are different. So basically, because we are different, we need to what? Walk by faith and not by sight. Yes, you don't have money in your bank account, but God is not looking at the money. God is saying, don't look at the money. Trust me. Trust who? Me. We need to fix our eyes on who? On God. Walk by faith and not by sight because sight is the devil brings sight to you. The devil tells you, look at what is happening and you'll be like, oh my goodness. He, the way he catches us is through our, our eyes, our ears, our mouth, sight. And as soon as you key onto that, you're finished. Completely finished. But we need to be like who? Jesus. In Hebrew 12, 2, please. Could you pick, pull it up, please? Hebrew 12, 2. Hebrew 12, 2. Why she's trying to pull it up? He says, We do this by keeping our eyes on who? On Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured what? The cross. Disregarding its shame, now he's seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Hebrews 12, 2. Look, Jesus, there was, there was, there was, the cross was in front of him, physical. People were spitting on him, physical. That was a physical thing. But Jesus did what? He said there was a joy awaiting him. What joy? The joy of him sitting at the right hand of the Father. That was what he was fixated on. His mind was fixated on that. There was nothing changing him. You can spit on him as much as you want. You can name it on the cross as much as you want. He doesn't, he, he didn't care. All he cared about was what was in his vision, the throne, sitting on the throne. That was what was in his sight. There was nothing else. That was his expectation. That was his future. So he stayed in his future and stayed with it. Praise the Lord. If the, if the, the devil brings anything from, to your heart, show him the word. Show him the word and say, no, this is what God has spoken to me about. I'm staying with it. Jesus did it, you know. Jesus did it when he got tempted by the devil in the wilderness. You know, think about it. Jesus finished fasting for 40 days. He was hungry. But Jesus did what? Each time the devil says, jump, why don't you jump over? 
Why don't you eat this bread? Why don't you worship me? And Jesus always told him scripture. He says, no, I cannot do this kind of thing. This is what the word of God says. This is what the word of God says. Point him to the word. He doesn't like the word. Point him to the word. The word is our standard. Is our standard. You know, all this, not to use this, this one, but all these rioters, when, when they're writing, they have, a, they have a plaque. Whatever they have the plaque on. We should show the devil the plaque. I say, no, I have the plaque. And the plaque is what? The word. Isaiah 59, 19. Isaiah 59, 19. Isaiah 59, 19. They say, so shall they fear, so, so, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy, good, thank you. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, that's good. That's good. He says, in the West, people will respect the name of the Lord. In the East, they will glorify Him. Amen. For He will come like a flood tide, driven by the breath of the Lord. Amen. Please read this thing in. Uh, let's please put it put it up in um, in TPT, please. Look at what he says. He says, from the west to the to, from the west to the lands of the rising sun, the glory and the name of Yahweh will be held. Look at what he says, in the highest what reverence, for he will break in as a flooding and rushing river, driven on by the breath of Yahweh. God will set a what a standard. Even let's look at that same scripture in New Living Translation. Um, no, um, New, New King James, please. Sorry. Look at what it says. It says, So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun when the enemy comes in like a flood. Look at what the Bible says. The spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. What standard? The word of God. He says, no, 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 no. This is the standard. No matter what, the, what is going on in the physical, this is standard. The standard is his word. So when the devil brings fear, mm. use the word to counteract his fear. Mm. Yes, say the word. That's, he will now say, oh, uh, please, oh, I don't want to struggle. Because he knows he has a fear of the word. And especially when you know it. The second thing that will, that will give you an ability to overcome fear is resist the devil. We read it. It says, humble yourself before the Lord. Resist the devil and he what? He'll flee. You see, it is the Holy Spirit that gives you the power to do what? 
to resist him. You cannot resist him by yourself. Amen. Now, think about the aspect of resisting. I, the holy, the, when, I, when, I, when I was teaching this, in the, when I was preparing this, the, the God says, think about resisting. Resisting means ignore. Ignore the devil. Think about it. Ignore him. This is a bad example, but let, let me give you this example. He says, if somebody is yelling at you and you keep quiet and ignore the person, after a while, what happens? The person will stop yelling at you and you walk away. If the devil keeps on badgering you, because that's what happens with the devil, let me tell you something. He will, his own is, he badgers you. He keeps telling you, no, no, look at, look at, look at this, look at this. What do you do? Ignore him. Say, leave that back, leave me alone. Ignore him. When he keeps telling you lies, ignore him. Resist him by ignoring him. Resist him by not listening to him. Tune him out. Tune him out. You know, have you seen somebody talking to you? You know, I think sometimes David does that. When you're talking to him, he will tune you out. I'll be watching TV. David, what did I say? Uh, um, 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 I'm like, dude, <laughs> stop watching your TV. Let me talk to you. Tune him out. I'm not saying David is the devil. I'm just saying, tune him out. You know, I'm giving you an example. Tune him out. Let's look at Daniel 3, 19 to 25. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. No, that's fine. It's okay. He says, he says, then Nebuchadnezzar was full of, full of fury and the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He said, he spoke and commanded that they hit the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the, the burning fire, uh, fire furnace. Then, then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and in their garments and were cast into, into the midst of the burning fire furnace. So therefore, because the king's commands was urgent and the furnace extremely hot, the flames of the fire killed those men who stood by Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound in the midst of the burning fire furnace. 24. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, did we not cast three men bound into the mighty in the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, true, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt and the form of the fort is like the son of God. 
Praise the Lord. This is what it is. Let me tell you something. These people, can you imagine? They're about to put you in the fiery furnace and they set it up seven times. Isn't it a queen? Isn't it the devil that, that influenced that man to put it up seven times? And you know why he did that? Sight. Fear. Wanted them to be what? Afraid. Because as soon as they're afraid, they will bow down to the, the, the king's idols. But they said no. They tuned him out. They said, oh king, if you read before that, say, oh king, my God will save me. And even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't come, it's okay. I'm not still going to what? Bow down to you. So can you imagine they had, they know of their God. So it means, the Bible says, he that knows their God, he says, we shall be what? Strong and do what? Exploits. So the key is that what happened? They held on to who? The word. They held on to God. They held on to God. They knew who their God is. They said, forget about it. Even if you set it up 10 times, I'm not going to be worried. I'm not going to, I'm not going to look at you. I'm not going to bother myself. I'm not. What did they do? They resisted the devil. Amen. They ignored him. They ignored him. I said, forget about it. Why do I care about you? Say, put me inside the fire. It's okay. Put me in. No problem. You are ready. And God says what? Wow, I've seen somebody that believes my word. I will arise for them. I've seen somebody that believes my word and I will arise for them. I will stand up for them. I will be with them. That's, you know why? Let me tell you why. The Bible says my, his word never comes back, what? Void. Right. It shall accomplish everything it has been sent to do. Amen. So they held on to the word. He said, man, this word never fails. I'm going to stay with it. I'm going to stay with it. And that's why you got to be, it has to be, we have to be understand. We, I beg you, if you can go, go back and, and go to um, the Thursday teaching, you hold on to the word. Whether the thing, look, you hold on to the word. You know your healing. You hold on to it. True not everybody else. People will tell you, uh, this word doesn't work. That is them, what they think. For you, you know the word works. They knew the word works. And he said, man, I know, I know who, I, who I'm dealing with here. I'm not going to look at what is going on. Resist him. Don't look at him. Don't look at him. Think about it. Don't look at it. The third thing we're going to talk about to overcome fear is pray in the spirit. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, you know, some of us, you, if you don't pray in the spirit, you still go to heaven. But when you pray in the Spirit, you have what? The Bible says you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Look, you can do exploits. You can do more than you can, uh, you can physically do. Praying in the Spirit is an equipment. Look, let me tell you something. If you want to dig a hole, you can use shovel. You know that. You can use shovel. And you'll be there for now six days. 
But if you want to dig a hole, a big hole, you go and get the excavator to excavate the thing for you. I remember when we had leaves in the backyard. I used to use electric, this small blower, very small blower, not electrical. My neighbor had electric before, and you'll be there for days, hours, trying to do the thing. I had one small one. It, take, it took me from our, the front of the house and the back of the house, it take me the whole day. My neighbor, now, my neighbor on the right told me, says, Chuka, you know, this thing is taking you too long. Why don't you go and get a backpack? So I invested in a backpack. Within 45 minutes, I'm done, I'm sleeping. My neighbor that is doing electric uh, blower, is still there. What am I trying to say? You can pray in the, you can pray in your understanding, but if you want to be in, if you want to move things, if you want God to really move in your life, pray in the Holy Spirit. And if you don't know how to pray in the Holy Spirit, what happened? Come and talk to me. I'll I'll lay I'll teach you. I'll teach you what it means. I'll line by line, precept by precept. Talk to talk to me. Talk to my wife, Pastor. She'll teach you. So the key is this, overcoming fear. You pray in the spirit. You know why? Because fear is already in you. You're weak. Fear weakens your body. So what happens? You need to get your body charged up again. How do you get your body charged up? Jude 1, 20. Jude 1, 20. There's, there's no Jude 2, so it's only Jude 1. Jude 1, 20. It says, please write all these things down so you can go back and read it. Be like the Berean Christians that will go back and read to see whether I'm telling you the truth. You might, so, so you don't say, ah, ah I thought he was telling me the, the truth. I see it was a lie. You go back and read it so you can see that I'm telling you the truth. Jude 1, 20. He says, but you, beloved, building yourselves, what? Up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying the Holy Spirit builds you up, charges you up. I'm telling you, charges you up. And you know, that's what happened to me. When I was going on 280, I'll call all my friends. One day I went on 280, I called all my friends. Nobody answered. Nobody answered. Hey! I said, God forbid, but I have to still go on this 280. I was going to make a U-turn and come go towards, uh, if you know, if you know 280. 280 leads to the Oranges, to Morristown. I was going to turn around and go to 24. 24 leads you to Morristown. I was going to go and pick um, our godson. <laughs> so I so, guys in Morristown. So I was going to veer off because the fear was. Something, the Holy Spirit now said to me, say, why can't you just pray in the Spirit? Hey, I said, I didn't know that though. I said, let me pray in the Spirit now. Why not? Do you know that I prayed in the Spirit? I prayed, I prayed in the Spirit and I went, oh man, before I knew it, I was in Morris and I said, oh my goodness, what happened here? <laughs> that is it. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Charge yourself up. Charge it up. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, it's, it's, a, it's a powerful prayer method. 
that has been given to every believer. The evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit is praying in the, in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit allows you to pray directly to God. Look at Romans 8, 26 to 27. Romans 8, 26 to 27. He says, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. You see what I said? You're weak. You're disgruntled. You, you don't know what to do. You, you, you're, you're so fearful. The enemy has messed you up. So what happens? You pray in the Spirit. It helps you in your weakness. For you do not know what you should pray for as we ought to. But the Spirit helps makes inter the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings we cannot, cannot which cannot be altered now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercessions for the saints according to the will of god look pray in the spirit this is what it is if you've never I keep saying if you've never tried it Try it. Go to God and say, you know, Pastor Chuka has just preached this thing. I want to let, help me to know how to preach, pray in the Spirit. He will teach you. I can't teach you. I went to one church one time. They told me, oh, let me teach you how to pray in the Spirit. I, I knew that that was horrible because even then I wasn't even a Christian. He said, say after me. Say after me. Bra, 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 bra. I said, bra, 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 bra. So, 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 look, look, look. After a while, I, I didn't go to that church again because I knew it is not human beings that will teach you how to pray in the Spirit. It is who? The Holy Spirit that will teach you how to pray in His own language. It is His language. It is His own. So I want to go back. I want to give this, this example and I'm going to conclude. For me, when the Holy Spirit told me to start buying homes, be a real estate investor, I didn't want to do it. The enemy painted a picture that I don't have a bank, money in the bank account, which he was right. But when I preached that teaching, when I taught, I encouraged people, the, the business, the business men's pastor called me and says, we're just on our way from Boston. We went for a uh, walk. Roche bought a company in Boston. So I, I went for a walk. And I, I and I went. And as I was coming by, the man called me and says, the Lord said I should tell you to, to, to teach, to encourage us, 15 minutes. I said, I'm driving. He said, he's, he's, that's not his business. He, he's giving me the message. So I said, okay. So I, I said, you're going to be dictating this. Uh, you're going to dictate this. So, so I, the thing that just leaped from my, from my spirit was, we're going to talk about fear. 15 minutes. And I told her exactly what. She wrote it down. I took it and I went there. And I told them, this is what God is saying. You know, after I was done, I said, you know what? God is talking to me. And then I now opened up with embarrass. I was so embarrassed to even really say it. I said, God has been telling me since in the 90s, late 90s, go and do be an investor. And I said, no. 
You know what the man said to me? Because he was also, the pastor was also an investor. He says, you know, Chuka, when God told you to do it, homes were like going for $500. I, sh I was in shock. I had $500 in my account. <laughs> yeah. I had $500 in my account. I said, oh my goodness, I could have bought a house. But fear came in. The devil painted this elaborate picture. You don't have the money. You can't afford it. So you know what happened after that, that teaching? I called one of my friends. She's the uh, councilwoman for, for, uh, in Edmonton. I called her. I said, I want to talk to your mayor. I want to see what we can do. <clears throat> and instead, instead of happening like that, let me tell you something. The enemy, when he sees that you you have the you have the the force of heaven pushing you, he will come and try to stop it. He he tried to close that avenue. Then one day, my friend went to school together. Called me from Georgia and says, Chuka, come on. I, I took off with Ayo, we took off, went, went to Georgia. I was telling me how he's an investor, he's doing this one, he's doing that one. God will bring people, as soon as you have, you say, you take this word, take him at his word, whatever he's trying to tell you to do, he'll bring people around you to encourage you. You bring people around you to push you along. You bring people around you to mentor you. That's how God does things. And from there, I had the, I, I had the fire because of that word of encouragement. I, and since then, I don't even look back. I don't look back. I don't, I don't, I don't look back. I, I fix forward. Because God has said, you are, a, you are a real estate investor. I don't look back. I ignore what the devil is saying. I keep moving forward. And that's what you need to do. Whatever is going on, the pandemic is happening. Yes, wonderful. If God tells you, go to, go to grocery shop, are you going to say, no, God, I can't? Okay, then order from Amazon and they'll tag on uh, COVID tax. Tag on all kinds of tax for you. And you're depleting your money. And God says, I'll go. I'll be with you. God says, go to hospital. Or go to clinic. No, I'll be with you. He says, no, I, I can't. Fear is a terrible thing. But God has not given us what? The spirit of fear. In conclusion, we need the power of God to overcome fear. During these uncertain times, the mask is not enough. Wearing long sleeves is not enough. Putting on a shield is not enough. We need the power of God to help us to overcome fear. Overcome every form of fear. We need those three things that I just talked about. We need the word. We need to be able to resist him. And we need to be able to pray in the Holy Spirit. 
Amen. And I believe when we do, we're equipped to, to move forward. No matter what the devil is saying, we're moving forward. We're moving forward. And as we keep moving forward, God starts to break down every Amen. barrier. Yes. He starts to break down every barrier because now you trust his word. Because you trust his word, he starts to break down every barrier. As he keeps breaking down every barrier, you're able to move forward. Doesn't mean that you won't have problems. But what happens? You have God on your side. The Bible says, if God is for me, who can be against me? Against me. It's only God. It's only God that propels us forward. And that's the key. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, my people. God is with you. He's always with you. He's always with you. Because you're a child of God, he will never leave you or never forsake you. He's always with you. Do not be afraid. For this time will come to pass. For God is with you. And he will always be with you. Says the Spirit of the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you, if you do not know Jesus, if you have no understanding of what we're talking about, you don't know Christ, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity. You can say this prayer. If you don't know Jesus, say this prayer. If you know Jesus, don't say it. If you don't know Jesus, say this prayer. Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I'm a sinner, but you died for me. Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Take control of my life from this day forward. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As soon as you say this, Jesus, now you are now a child of God. Go to a good church, for God will change your life. But I also want to use this opportunity for anyone that has any kind of fear. Anybody that has, is fearful, it doesn't matter what it is. I want to pray for you. But you need to say to God, I don't want this fear anymore. God might have told you to do something and you can't do it. You're afraid. You look at your conditions and you can't do it. You think you can't do it. I want to pray for you too. Father, Lord, I just give you glory. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for this word today. He says you've, you've not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Hallelujah. Father, Lord, we thank you because we have a sound mind. Amen. Thank you because as we, as, we, as we have heard this word today, help us to take your word. Help us to be able to resist the devil. Help us to constantly pray in the spirit. You know, Paul says, I pray in the spirit more than you do. Help us to be charged, because the spirit, when we pray in the spirit, it charges us up. And Lord, I speak to that person that has fear. And we know fear is from the enemy. And I speak to you right now. Satan, this is for you. Get out of the person now. Stop bringing, instilling fear into that person. That person is a child of God. Father, Lord, I thank you because that person does not walk in fear anymore. It does not walk in fear anymore. 
you have the power of God. You have the universe. You have the God of the universe with you, in you, for you. Father Lord, we give you glory. We thank you. Because Lord, we have have removed that, that fear from that person. And Lord, I pray that that person starts to walk in you, walk in God, hold on to you at all times in the name of Jesus. Father Lord, we give you glory. Lord, we just give you all the praise. We thank you for this, this teaching. Lord, we pray that we will be doers of your word in the name of Jesus. Thank Amen. you. We bless your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.